The head honcho, Aww. the boss lady, the person we always call with our real estate problems, aka our real estate mom. The ocean's scary. I'm I'm mad enough to admit it. The gateway drug. It, yeah, you know, <laughs> to real estate. Yeah, they're gonna be like, what happened to your Porsche, Julian? That we <laughs> they're putting upgrades, gold on it. That's what's happening. If I fill in one thing wrong here, I'm getting sued. Your car warranty is expired. <laughs> Are you allergic to peanut butter? Can you have peanut butter? So it's just. And then I'm gonna be in some ramen noodles. You've got to be consistent. You can't, you know, make a TikTok video and then make another one 90 days later oh we post that's a relationship business yes it's gonna be about building relationships how you make people feel the tiktok dancing and pointing at things <laughs> it's just like ah, no i'm not gonna do it showing up i think that's why it's important you show up every yes. day right fake it till you make, make it. it till you make it baby <laughs> a goal without a plan is simply a wish i gotta negotiate this and i gotta be like a tough dog agent like you want your friends of your family and friends yep. working with you because you know you're gonna do the best job for them Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 10 of Weekly Deposit. We have a very special guest with us today, the vice president of the Colwell Banker Crocus Hill office. Yes. Our leader, the head honcho, Aww. the boss lady, <laughs> the person we always call with our real estate problems, aka our real estate mom. Yes. <laughs> but yes. a mother to two wonderful, handsome boys and a lovely wife to her husband. The plate is full of accolades for this person. Uh, let's give a warm welcome to Angela. Brown. Round of applause. Oh, you guys are the best. I am coming here every week. This is awesome. We always, hey, we're always happy to have our guests and we always want to big them up. But uh, let's dive right in. I think this is a topic that me and Julian always love asking all of our guests because as avid travelers, we always want to know where's the last place you've been to and what's the next place you're going to. So the last place I was, my father has a place in Florida in Cape Coral. So nice. we went down as a family. Actually, no, I went in November with a friend. And the next place I'm going is Sayulita, Mexico, which is one of my favorite places. Oh. And so we go there every March and we'll be the, we'll be leaving March 9th. So okay. I think we've talked about this, we right? Have. It's like an hour north of Puerto Vallarta. Yes, about 45 minutes. It's a little surfing village. It mm -hmm. is just like a hidden gem. It's absolutely beautiful. It's so much fun. Yeah. Do you guys have a place there or do you just... No, we okay. Airbnb. So okay. there's a great website. You can follow them on Instagram at cellulitalife.com. And okay. so you can do you can book your rentals right from there. Um, everything is... It's cobblestone streets. Everything is walkable. It's great little restaurants and shops. And people from all over the world have moved there. It's just... The culture is phenomenal. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It sounds very like yeah. Mexico. Like when we go to... Um, I go to Puerto Vallarta. You go to Tulum. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, but whatever part of Mexico, it always feels Mexico's great. a beautiful country. It really is. And the temperature is just perfect. And the, the people are so kind. Yes. Yeah. It's just wonderful. The service is wonderful. So is. where you're visiting, um, I have a friend that travels there frequently every year. And he said it's like a magical place almost. Like the people there are just very, very nice. It, like describe like how it is. Because it's different from other cities in Mexico. It, it just feels like this small community yeah. it's funny we have the same driver every year maka yeah. and um so maka was driving us i was we were there last year and he was driving us and he said during covid which by the way we were there um we had come back three days before we went mm -hmm. into lockdown um in 2020 and we were sitting on the beach and these families were coming from like seattle and saying we're gonna hunker down here you know yeah. until this is over and we're like what's over until because we had been off i mean we had watched any tv we hadn't heard off any 
anything grid. off the grid. Yep. And um, and we're like, this might be more serious than, you know, we're now starting to like Google things. Yeah. So when we came back, um, Maka said they closed down the city and they took turns. There's like a, a gate you come through and they took turns kind of as security, the community did, mm-hmm. as like watching the gate and making yes. sure that people weren't coming in because they didn't want, they wanted to keep everybody safe. Yes. Yep. Yep. It yep. was very neat. Yeah he, yeah. he described to me, like you can be out walking around two, three, four in the morning. And he says one of the safest cities in Mexico. He's been trying to get me down there for a couple of years now, but he go. loves it. Cause he was like, yeah, where else can you go? I don't even go in Minneapolis and walk around two or three <laughs> in the morning. You know, I'm two, in a completely different country. <laughs> two in the afternoon. I don't like walking. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. We, so yeah. we went, the same house every year and I think like our third year there fourth year there the house is it's on the beach it it opens up and we're sitting there and this adorable like seven-year-old boy comes running up Mm -hmm. and I think Elias was probably like eight at the time um and just you know oh gosh just you could sun kiss you could tell he just lived on the beach just the sweetest boy nice boy just comes into the house and we're like hello who are you and he (laughs) I think he was from Sweden and so he spoke a little English but we're like, we're his parents. And he's like, I'm here all summer with my, you know, grandparents and my family. And he, we found out his mom and I think his father was a professor. And, you know, my husband and I are like, you know, should he be in the house? Yeah, like, right. You know, are you allergic to peanut butter? Can you have <laughs> peanut butter? So it's just, it's like that sense of just like. Yeah. Set, community. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, nice community yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, you said it's a surfer town. Do you guys surf? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> boogie board but not surf and although my dad uh-huh. does like okay. to well he likes to take a surf lesson when he's there oh, so okay. yeah so he's uh he definitely is like i am definitely surfing this year i'm getting up this year he's been on a health kick my mother passed away in 2019 oh. and so my father's been going down with us since mm-hmm. um well it's starting in 2019 mm-hmm. and um he just started working out, just really taking his health seriously. So we're really proud of him. He's done like 47 pounds. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And works out every day. And he just, it's fabulous. But yeah, yeah, so now he's, he's, I'm getting up on that surfboard. That's his goal. He'll do it. That's good. That's kind of scary to surf. Like as a kid watching people surfing on TV, it was, oh, I want to try that. But once you see the ocean, you're like, uh, I don't it, know about I that. I feel like it looks a lot easier than right? it would be. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's how I think my dad is. Like, my dad watches them, and he's like, I can do that. Yeah. But we, we, he was paddleboarding one time, and I thought he was going to take out an entire family that were on this, like, raft next to him. Yeah. As soon as he stood up, he just started to lean to the side and kind of fell over. And I kind of feel like he should master that first before yeah. he starts yeah. surfing. The ocean's scary. I'm, I'm mad enough to admit it. I'm oh, scared. Yeah. I'm scared of the ocean. Yeah. Especially <laughs> in the, in the, in the dark oh, for sure. Oh, I yeah. think when we're in Puerto Vallarta, they have those, what is it called? Parasailing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I always see that. And I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to try that. That would be cool. My oldest, when he was 18, we were down in Florida and he wanted to parasail. That's what he wanted to do. And my mom and my dad and my youngest Elias were in the boat. Um, and I said, I'll, I'll do it with you. You know, he's, he was a senior in high school and I'm deathly afraid of heights. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited. He loves to jump out of airplanes. He's like my, he just loves like the adrenaline rush, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we 
go up and I am hanging on so tightly and you know you're looking at the Caribbean is the just you know holding you and you're thinking how is this holding yeah this whole entire parachute on yeah right mm-hmm. just with this one rope and I was hanging on so tight and I was like oh my god my just my whole body is so sore and I look back at Dylan and he's just leaning back and I was like oh my gosh Dylan I'm just like so sore and he's like mom lean back and I leaned back and I was like oh yeah that's a lot better and just like <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I was like holding myself on this thing so yeah I did it once that's enough yeah. <laughs> yeah. one and done one and done one and done yeah. that's it yeah sometimes it's the just the anxiety that makes it so like uh, oh true yeah fearful and then once you kind of like you do it well, what was i so scared about oh, right exactly time? right that's exactly right kind of sticking on the subject of your family and kids and everything you know we see a considerable amount of photos of you and your kids and especially into sports activity especially into football um, is that, would you guys say you guys are like a, a football family or a sports, uh, family? Would you say that's something, you know, very prominent in your family? I, yeah, I would. Having had two boys who just love sports, yeah, yeah, you very know, you active. kind of become a sports family. Yeah, yep. by default. Yep, right. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So both my boys played football, you know, Dylan was, Dylan is, um, he was always a child that would just try anything. Okay. So, and we always said, you can try anything you want, but if you sign up, you got to finish it. Right. So that was, that was our rule. So, um, so, you know, he, he football, he tried and he played football, you know, growing up completely, but he also tried wrestling and swimming and he played baseball throughout. And then he tried, started lacrosse in high school and loved that. And Elias is kind of the same way. He's played football since, you know, he was probably, I think eight. Um, Prior to that, he played soccer and then he plays um, basketball and Mm -hmm. he played baseball until just last year when he wanted to try lacrosse. And now he loves that. So he's in high school. now. He's in eighth grade. So he'll be going to high school next year. And yeah, so he's started. I've seen a picture of him. I thought he was a junior. No, he's (laughs) tall. He's 5'11 and a half and he just turned 14. So he is a tall tall boy. Yeah, he's a tall boy for sure. He put in a job application. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be joining your team you'll uh, you'll be uh, driving them to the school dance here so do they still have school dances they do I don't know yes I I think they do yes yeah so do they still have school dance well you'll be taking them here soon right (laughs) right. Um, you know I think that we have this question here we are always curious of what you kind of were doing before real estate right before the whole uh, either becoming an agent or anything to do with real estate what was that Angela like? So I, well, I went to school for osteology. So that's oh. what I did after high school. So okay. skincare, I wanted to be a paramedical esthetician. Um, and then I had actually shifted. I ended up going into property management. And I started out uh, managing a property in my 20s. And shortly after, I became the regional manager. And so at that point, I had... And this is an, it, it's a fabulous story. Um, it was a, a local family. Now they live in South Dakota, but they started out as um, basically an investment with a fourplex. And he had a construction company and he started building apartment buildings for other investors. And then he thought, well, why aren't I building an apartment building for myself? Yeah. And within 20 years, he had amassed over 5,000 units. The year that I left to get wow. my real estate license, he yep. actually bought the Holiday Inn in Mazatlan. And... Our corporate office was in a little airplane hangar in T South Dakota. So every other week I'd drive out to T South Dakota, 
sitting Jeez, this airplane hangar. <laughs> but it was a hike. And that and yeah. and and I loved, I absolutely love the family. One of my greatest mentors, Jean Ewer, um, was with them. And so as a regional manager, I had a portfolio of over 1,600 units, a staff of 75. And there's a lot of turnover in property management. Yes. So, you know, the maintenance staff, caretakers, assistant managers, managers, we had a great staff, but the turnover is high. And so it just got to a point where I was like, you know, I think I just, I know if I don't give this real estate thing a shot, I'm, I'm going to always look back and wish I had. Yeah. 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 Yep. So in 2003... I did and loved it. Yeah. It was okay. Great. No, I think um, y- you bring up a good point uh, in regards to he was at an airport hangar. Yeah. That is so like entrepreneur and a good entrepreneur where they keep the costs super low. It's not about looking flashy or anything like that. It's literally how can I keep the cost low? Even with, <clears throat> I think you mentioned at that point he had like 1600 uh, I know he had over 5,000 units at that, at that point? point. Yes. Correct. Five so different states. Five, five different, states. different states. And this guy's working out of a, a, a airport hangar. A, yeah. An airplane hangar. Like, come on. Airplane, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That to me shows like the mentality. And he had gotten his pilot license. So he was yeah. like, you know, I'm going to, I need a place to park my plane and I need a place for like, you know, yeah. us to come together. So. Well, well, speaking with uh, Alexandra, I think. She got her pilot license, she and did. the reason getting her pilot license mainly uh, was to go fly out of state to check on her properties and stuff and save time. So it yeah. was like such a... It makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's not like, just to have it, just to have it. It's, correct. Yeah, you're going to be using it. So that makes that makes sense. Did you get any sleep when you were property managing? <laughs> Um, you know, that's a lot of properties. It wa- well, I, I had, like I said, I had a staff at each property. The smallest was 192 units. The largest was 353 that I had. So there are large apartment complexes. Yeah. So there was, you know, maintenance caretakers, uh, leasing staff, assistant manager, manager at each property. Yep. Um, but no, I think they were run really well. And I think they had some great pro- processes in place when you talk about building a foundation, yep. right? They built a strong foundation. So, um, you definitely got the calls at nights and on weekends, but we get those now. Yeah, so it's just what the, yeah. I'm used to. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was, a, it was an, I would say not an easy transition, but you, you made it going from property management to real estate, uh, handling those tough calls in those situ- in those situations yeah, where like a lot of agents kind of run away from or get burnt out of. Well, and you your know? tenants are your your clients, just like yeah. your clients, right? Yeah. So, and you deal with all kinds of different personalities, and you learn to, you know, adjust. And what works for some doesn't work for others. And so, yes, yes. very yes. people business, it, absolutely. A lot of people go from property management. Same here. So, with VSM, I was a property manager and stuff like that. So, it it's it's a kind to me. It's like the logical. It makes sense to do that. The gateway drug yeah, <laughs> to real estate. Well, and I think, too, in the corporate world, and nothing wrong with it, but I think there was a point for me where I, I remember getting my review, and it was like, you know, great job, and we're giving you the top raise that we can give you this percent. And I remember thinking in my head, how long, how many years is it going to take for me to get to where I want to get at this top percent, right? Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, gosh, you know what? I want to be in more control over this. Yes. And real estate, I think, gave gave me that option. Being an agent. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And so that's when you kind of went back and wanted to get the real estate career started. And then that was the, the set off. That point. was the set off point. So that gotcha. was 2003. Never looked back. Yep. And, okay. and certainly I think what 
being in this role gave me was what I missed in property management was really that kind of mentorship. And I mean, I love the coaching aspect. I love the, I thought I would miss the selling, you know, the working with my clients, but really I get that through all of you every day. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it is the same <laughs> dealing with agents and then dealing with a client. It's what, what do you think is more hard to deal with a client or dealing with us? No, I would say, I think, I think clients, yeah, I think clients. Okay. I would definitely say clients. Yeah. I think that, you know, I'm here to support you as yeah. agents, right? But you know, you know, the process, you know, you know, the game, yes. you know, best practices, yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. um, where clients, they don't know, they don't, they, you know, sometimes they've never been through the process or they're faced with something they haven't been through before. Right. Mm -hmm. And as agents, we can usually, even if we've never experienced it, we can call someone who has, right. Or we can reach out. I mean, that's the great thing about, you know, having a big network. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. No, I, for sure. And I'm, I'm sure she, she still hears a lot of the clients, uh, stuff through us, right? Yeah. <laughs> when we call her, like Angela, this client or this or that or this happened in this deal, so she still kind of lives it vicariously, but through us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. which is probably Absolutely. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron's gonna be like, are they hiring <laughs> leadership? Right. And how many agents are at the office that you? We have 114. 114. 114. So that's quite a few. Quite a few agents that yes. she's managing. And yeah. you, I mean, you are quite the mentor, quite yeah. the leader. You. And you, uh, I think the one thing when we met, right, I was like, and I've always told this to Julian, I was like, persistence, you know, I think beats anything. Oh, for sure. Like when someone is persistent and, and, and a professional in a good way and everything like that, there has to come a time where you're like, let me just give it up. That's respect. Yeah. Because there's so- easily you could drop off after the ego can get hurt. After Abs- a one or two yes, times. Yes, for sure. Right? Yes. The ego, it's a it's human nature. It's very fragile. In everything we do. Right? Yeah, yes. right? Yeah. Everything. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier about some other stuff, too. It was like the ego can get very bruised. Um, you know, if someone just doesn't go the way that you want them to or the it's things don't unfold the way you want them to. Yeah. But I- the persistence is that continuing to try. Absolutely. And eventually it breaks down and that other person has to respect it. You have to. Yeah. You have to. I mean, when, when I first met you, I know that you and Imran have a, you know, a closer relationship and know each other longer than I have. But when I, when I met, met you and then after the lunch, I was like, I really like Angela. I was like, how do you, I was like, how do you, how do you know each other? I really liked you too. (laughs) Yeah. It's not just for the camera. I was like, I actually genuinely like her. And I was like, well, you know, how, how long have you guys been in talks about joining? And so it was quite a while. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I like, think it was longer than that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> really? Oh, no, no, but I just, I just respect the persistency in, in yeah. any oh, game. You. It's just, yeah, it's like your father working out. Consistency, persistent. Absolutely, it's, just, it's the repetition and and going back to how fragile the ego can be yes. sometimes. Where like you do um, get rejected. Again, I'm using an analogy here, but like, let's say for a date, you get rejected, but the persistence is going back to Alexandra's where mm-hmm. Mike persisted her, for a whole year and now yeah. they're married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that's just what we it is. We need to have it's Mike like, on the show, by the way. You do. He has to just <laughs> That'd be the, the weekly deposit dating <laughs> podcast. That man did not give up. Yeah. That's no, awesome. That's good. good for him. No, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the not giving up and eventually, you know, whatever does, the respect is there. Yeah. Um, 
So I think Julian brought this to my attention recently about this, uh, the most expensive house in Minnesota. Yeah, the most, the most expensive house in Minnesota, uh, I believe it's listed now for 14, $14.7 million. $14.7 million 14 in Minnetonka. Point, yeah. And kind of that's taken us it's to It's a where, small island. Yeah. It's really uh, cool. Taking us to where our, our next question is, and a question a lot of agents probably have, um, you know, because when you do get into real estate, you're like, oh, that luxury, that like nice looking homes. No one's that's, ever like, it's cool. Hey, come check million out dollar this listing. Uh, yeah, come check stuff. out this duplex that's falling apart. I want to sell those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was at a hey, duplex player. where I could see the sky from the roof. I yeah. was like, okay. We all got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, for sure, 100%. Um, in your experience, what would you say is the main, main or major differences between, you know, your quote unquote regular homes versus the luxury ones? What's the differences in, in clientele and, and also in, in the home itself and, and how is it marketed? How, how, how is that life different? If for someone wanted to be a luxury agent out there. Where do they get started? Yeah. Well, I think first, I mean, we have certification courses, so you uh, can take those. So those certainly, they're two days, you know, just kind of the ins and outs. So those those are great. I don't think, um, when you talk about what's different between the clients, I don't think there's a lot different about the clients. You yeah, know, I think okay. that, you know, um, people are people and you see kind of people from all walks of life with different interests and mm -hmm. They live differently, and so um, I. What I do think is, and the level of service, you know, obviously, except exceptional service is is required. And I think what it is is, um, you know, there's certain homes that are going to, you know, that duplex yep. might mm -hmm. sell in a couple days and multiple offers, yep. right? Yep. Um, the the buyers, there's more buyers for it. So I think that's what it is. So it's the strategic marketing. When you get into the upper bracket, mm -hmm. it's really about selling a lifestyle. Yes. So I think that that is probably the difference is you're really probably more focused on like, what's the lifestyle of, of someone who's going to live in this home. Mm -hmm. um, I can't sell the lifestyle of the duplex. <laughs> well, you can sell the lifestyle of the duplex, but you might not need to put yeah. necessarily so much thought and marketing and, and into more, that yeah, lifestyle, exactly. right? No, so, yeah, so that's probably um, what it is about. Listen, I, you know, you hear all the time, like, I'm going to sell, you know, I, my average sale price, I want it to be X amount. And really, um, you know, as a newer agent, you, I don't think should be focused on that. You yeah. should be focused about and really exactly right. Your sphere of influence, yeah. but also just about how you make people feel right. Yep. Yes. And if you make people feel great and you deliver an exceptional experience to them, you're going to find yourself moving up in that price point. You're going to find yourself organically getting there. Yep. Right. Okay. So, um, but also we do strategic marketing and it really depends on what your business plan looks like. So, you know, if you're farming an area, well, are you farming an area where the average sale price is, you know, 350,000? Are you farming an area where the average sale price is a million? Right. But with your marketing now, that's, you can't, as far as dollars that's spent with that marketing, you're mm -hmm. going to have to spend more in that million dollar price range. You know, do you tell an agent or just be realistic with them and say, hey, it's going to cost much more money? To market in this area or or no, you don't tell them that. Like what how does that process how does that process go? No, I don't necessarily I don't tell them that because um I think that when you're marketing to an area, you 
could be sending the same marketing pieces, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, for us, one might be branded with global luxury versus, you know, not. But but other than that, you're introducing yourself, right? You're being consistent in your marketing to them. You might be doing some um, social media, you know, um, just some targeted marketing on social media. But I don't think that what you're sending them is necessarily going to change. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. Okay. And I was part of our global luxury team as an agent. My marketing didn't necessarily change in terms of my personal marketing. Um, even my market analysis, it changed in terms of the direction of adding in, you know, certain marketing pieces like market share and that yes. sort of thing for the global luxury. But it didn't change in really what I was going to do, right? Okay. It might change in instead of professional photography, we're going to do professional photography and aerial because this property would be it's great huge. for aerial, yeah. right? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So that might be the difference. Okay. So oh. I don't need to rent out a Porsche and hang out no. at Maynard's. <laughs> the country good, club. Yeah. Good news, Julie. <laughs> Minnetonka and say, hey, I'm a luxury real estate agent. <laughs> no, because the, the minute, they, yeah, they're going to be like, what happened to your Porsche, Julie, that we met you with? Yeah, yeah where's right. that? That's yeah. true. <laughs> it's in the shop. No. Be yourself. Be yourself. You'll be just fine. They're putting upgrades, gold on it. That's what's happening. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Fake it it till you make it, baby. (laughs) No, I, I, I really want to touch on the point you said there, how you make people feel. Because we've also talked about this with Code White, too. And it's been yeah. a, a kind of a reoccurring theme here on the Weekly Deposit Podcast. And it's a, one of my favorite quotes from, you know, Maya Angelou is, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Absolutely. So that was kind of something that stuck with me because they do remember that feeling, especially if you gave them a good feeling, a wonderful feeling, they will always associate that back with you. Agreed. Okay, Angela, we want to kind of talk to you. Me and Julian thought about this question for a while. What's one piece of advice that you would give to a new agent, but that advice being relevant to an experienced agent too? Have a plan. And you've heard me say this. Yes. Mm. Yes. So um, I, I love the uh, quote, um, a goal without a plan is simply a wish, right? So I think that, you know, people set a goal for themselves, but they don't necessarily go into like, how am I going to get there? Yeah. And I think it's really important. Now, as a new agent, I think the best thing you can do is, is build your confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know, learn the contracts, practice, practice, practice. Like, I think that the sooner that you're feeling confident, the the just better that you're going to be, right? The, yeah. the sooner you're going to um, have business. But I think new and experienced agents need to certainly have goals, but they need to have a plan behind those goals. So I, I mean, you know, I business planning, yep. coaching, love it, yeah. love it, absolutely it. Yeah. love yeah. it. Great at it. And so I do feel like it's just really important that you know that how I also think like your why, like you know why yeah. am I doing this? I think that's super important too. So yeah, yeah. Some some days you really need that why. Trust me. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah, yes. you really need that. That is that because, you know, motivation is a is a fleeting thing, right? It's there. It's not yeah. there. Some days you feel good. Some days you don't. Some days you go through, you know, uh, some hardships, some deals break down. Some days, you know, great you things will happen. will go through that. It's exactly. not an if. Yeah, for sure. It's not. Um, and you need that why. Like, why am I doing all this? Why am I 
putting myself through this pain. <laughs> Absolutely. Just as a reminder. And, and mm-hmm. also like, I love, you know, Alex Fidel, how he talks about just your gratitude exercises. Yeah. Love that. Like, I think that that is just one thing you can do to change your mind. It's all about mindset. I think it's yes. just one thing you can do to quickly change your mindset. Yes, I agree. No, I, I agree too. And it's, you know, kind of uh, what you said, a plan is reverse engineering. Okay. Well, how do I break this down? Let me break it down to the micro level. Because the macro sometimes, you know, climbing Mount Everest is is the macro. Like, oh, my God, how am I going to do it? Yes, yeah. But taking that first step, you know, same as, like, I think, uh, you know, bringing it back again to the fitness journey, it's so hard for people, like, how do I just take that first step? Exactly right. And then, you know, before you know it, you get the momentum, right? Yep, yep, yep. I mean, notice, you know, and, and I think this applies to most things in life, but when you're putting yourself out there, when you, for instance, in real estate, I could be doing four open houses a weekend. And just the act of getting out there and doing something, all of a sudden someone from my sphere notices and now yep. wants to work with me, right? So sometimes it's indirectly coming to you, the yeah. business or the reward, right? For just activities of, like the you universe. said, showing up. I think that's why it's important you show up every yes. day, right? Yep. So, yes. I, I started out uh, my first year doing open houses three times a week. Yeah. And I posted it on my social media. And, you know, folks thought it was my actual listing. Of course, yeah. And they're like, man, this guy is always working. He's taking real estate but seriously. You, you were always working. I, you, I was, yes. yeah. yeah. You know, and some some open houses are great and some are, are bad. But then you kind of you kind of can go like, all right, I did good at this one. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to door knock the neighborhood. Like, yeah. there's opportunities and people see that you're out there. You can create something. Yeah. yeah, you can self-reflect instead of just like sitting home and waiting for your phone to ring. Like because it's not going to you're just, it you're is right. not going to it, ring it will with your car warranty yeah, right. <laughs> or your mom exactly. your mom or your dad calling you like right. how's it going yes. oh, God. Yes. Yeah. So your car warranty is expired <laughs> <laughs> just That's to great. check in with all of you guys right. um, no I, I wholeheartedly agree with all of that it's like I think 80 to 90% of it is showing up. I, I wholeheartedly agree with, I think like 80 to 90% is just showing up and, and the momentum and just getting into a rhythm of things and you're kind of learning and it's, it's a constant learning. I think that's, you'll never Absolutely. become, it's just literally constant. Every time I've done a transaction or I've done talk with someone or, or whatever the case may be, I'm like, oh, next time I should do it like that. Absolutely. Yes. Or yeah. Or I like, I quickly go online. I'm like, well, how did this person deal with it? Or even interacting, working with somebody on the other side and going, I love the way they did that. Oh yes. I am so impressed by that. I can't, I can't tell you how many emails or self I've copied and like, I got to take this template. Yes. Like how they broke this offer summary to me. Is excellent. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, yeah. I always congratulate agents when I'm working with them on the other side, like their process and how they do things. And I even got compliments too on the other side. Like it's, it's okay to be like, Hey, I actually really enjoy working with you. Yeah. You made this, this process super easy. Let's do another deal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you that, know, that's excellent. People need to hear that. Right. Yeah. I mean, they need to hear that, that you always hear like when things aren't going right, yeah. you know, yes. and people need to hear more like things went 
so well. Like, thank you so much for making this process so smooth. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. building relationships in this, in this, because it's a, it is a tight knit. There's a lot of agents that's out there, but it's a tight knit community. It is. Like once you really start selling and networking yeah. and all that, like you want, it, this is a million dollar listing. And I think a lot of people get confused about that in selling real estate. Sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Selling sunset or, or whatever. Like I got to negotiate this and I got to be like a tough dog agent. Like you have to negotiate. I get it. You have to represent your clients to the best of your ability, but it's not like this well, you all really, the time. No. You know, it's not, it's not like that. And a lot of people get confused, especially new agents or people that watch a lot of real estate television. Well, I think you know? if you look back on your transactions, your best transactions were probably the ones that came together where everyone felt like they won. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. They were representative represented yes. and they were heard and they got, and it was a win-win yep. for everybody. Those yeah. are the best transactions. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Everything said there. So, um, I want to kind of now talk about what you foresee the real estate industry and how business is done. You know, I think we spoke last time you were here uh, off cameras about how buyers agents potentially might be compensated, how dual agency might get rid of, you know, this new wave of the TikTok dancing and pointing at things. <laughs> um, you know, me and Julian obviously have our take on that. You know, I think it presents little to no value, but... <laughs> there is, there is, I guess, a niche out there. People like it. I'm like, sure, I guess if you, you know, just look at silly in front of a camera to point at things for sure. But do you foresee stuff either that or how buyer's agents compensation or other things changing? Because this is a ever changing industry. This is never one year being the same as the next. No, I, I of course. And so, yes, are things going to change? Absolutely. Will yeah. they continue to change forever yeah. and ever, right? Yeah, that's so, our industry. But, but I do think that we don't need to be fearful no. of change, right? We just adapt. Yes. So I think that, but I also think there's value in the things that we've always done, yep. right? Um, Inman just had an article out, you know, a week ago talking about just getting back to the basics. Yeah. And I think that that, I think we talked about that last fall. Like mm -hmm. it's really important right now. We've gone through a market in the past couple of years where you were showing, you know, maybe writing 10 offers for the same buyer, right? Yeah. In multiple offers, oh, they're frustrated. That. Yes, 15, yeah. 20. And, and some yeah. buyers saying, I just can't do this yep. anymore, yeah. right? Like this is just too much. Yeah. Um, and they just, how do compete. you think we feel? <laughs> well, exactly. You think I want to show you 50 houses? <laughs> so, well, and I, so I think what's happened now is we didn't have time. You did not have time to properly market yourself Yeah. to kind of take a deep breath and say, these are the ways that I, I want to build my business. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and be consistent. I guess that's the thing. Maybe you were at some point, but then you were running around like crazy. Yep. You know, there was no like, let's go see houses on Saturday. It was this house came on. We've got to see it in yep. an hour. Right. Yep. And so really getting back to basics, like just taking some time to just call your sphere and just say, how are you doing? Right. <laughs> just really reaching out and just getting and being genuine. I, I laughed yeah. about that because people will do 
everything on the phone but use the phone. <laughs> yeah. And you'd much everything rather call but, a stranger yeah, that, than someone you know. It's like, come on. That, yeah. that call button, it's just like, ah, no, I'm not going to do Let it. Let me just shoot this TikTok show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, I'm just, I'm a person who just would rather pick up the phone yeah. and have a conversation. That's just how I've always been. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think a tone gets lost in emails get lost yeah, and even text messages yeah, right it and it's yes. no I didn't mean it like that I just you know so I just rather pick up the phone and have a conversation but I do think that uh, so in that regard I think this business is always going to be the same it's a relationship business yes. it's going to be about building relationships like you said how, like we talked about how you make people feel mm-hmm. right yes. um, but I do think that in terms of social media there, that's not going to go away. No, and so, not. but you have to decide: is that something that you want to? Is that a way you want to market yourself? Yep, or not? Right? Um, I don't think you have to. Do no. I think there's benefit in doing it? Yes, but you've got to be consistent. You can't, you know, make a TikTok video and then make another one ninety days later. You've got to like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do these videos, you know, five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently. I hope you've seen ours. Yes. Yes. And so I think we we post, I know you do. (laughs) I love them all. You know, I like every one of them. So I do. And so I think it's really important that if you're going to do something, yes, (laughs) you're okay. Got it. (laughs) Noted that you definitely, um, that you definitely stick with it and nothing is instant gratification. Right. So, you know, I think too many times we say we're going to do this and we try it, you know, two months later, we're like, that's not working. I'm going to, I'm on to the next thing. Right. Going back to what you told your boys, we'll pay, we'll get you in. If you go, you see it all the way through. Yes. Yeah. You can't quit. Yeah. Yeah, You can't. So I think our thing, a big shout out to Alec because he is, he is the magician behind all of this. He is the David Blaine. Um, And he, he keeps us consistent as well too. So it's, you know, it's a lot of him, a lot of us continuing to just, you know, because we we don't, I don't think we even think about the ROI. No. At no. all. We right? don't. Nope. We're just like, let's just nope. provide the value to people, regardless if it's real estate value, humor, um, just in general value, these podcasts. And then I think the other thing I was talking to Julian about too, I was like, you know what I've come to notice about these podcasts and what I really love doing and I didn't think about initially when we started it is getting to really know the person we thought we I knew love people that. I like love that. Yeah. like you or these other people like i'm like oh we know this person but then i'm like sitting there like how well do we yeah, really how know well this? do we right. know this person yeah. yes. you know like so yeah, this podcast really gives us that like moment to kind of like turn all of our phones on airplane mode kind of sit right with you ask you questions hear you out and everything like that. So I think that's probably the greatest ROI I've had from this, these podcast experiences. It is. And we, I, we were just talking about this before you came, Yeah, you know, cause we were like looking up some things to talk about. I was like, you know what? I didn't know that about, about Angela. And yeah. you were saying, you know, you know, you guys have a longer relationship than, than I have, but you like, I didn't know that either. <laughs> well, I think in this like business world or this busy world per se, it's like, it's very like, yeah, oh, I know that person or this or that, but like, 
Well, like, okay. How, how well, well do you know that person? That, well, exactly right. Yeah. Yes. And you, how often do you get the chance to just sit down and just ask somebody questions, right? Where, yeah. You know, so I, yeah. lo- I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why we, we wanted the whole thing. We never looked at this podcast as some type of ROI, like, oh, we're going to get this million dollar listing for this podcast. and this. No, yeah, we're no. like, we just want to talk to interesting people, get to know them, get to see what they're doing and, and. That's pretty much it. I think that's the greatest part of this whole thing. Value too. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you're a very knowledgeable person yeah. in real estate. You do property value, management. Yeah. You manage 104, 4, 15 agents or 14? 114, 114 agents. 114 yes, agents. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you are someone that has a lot of value in real estate that the average agent wouldn't know about that's looking this or someone that's looking to, to get into real estate. You, you know, know? So. Well, and I think that. I think that when you love what you're doing, mm-hmm. it just, everything comes pretty yeah. easy, right? Yeah. Like when yes. you wake up, like I truly love going to work. Like I look yeah. forward to going to work every day. Yeah. And I don't think everyone can say that. So, no. No. yeah. And I, th- and I can tell you guys do too. I mean, you show up, you're here every day, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. And we, yeah. We like it here. I mean, we made it in a way to like it, right? We yes. wanted this place to Oh, it's like comfy. It. We got a, yeah. a, a couch in our office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah. great. It's yeah. a great space. I think, you know, even looking back on our podcast, uh, Julian, like we, uh, from episode one to now, I know we're still only like uh, 10 episodes Episode in. 10 now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, it's huge. I'm like, looking at episode one, I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> but you can see the improvement though. Yes. And that's the same thing. If someone started, you know, wanting to get on re- a real estate, yes. you know, how you are from six to months first to nine listing months. presentation to so, your 20th listing yeah, presentation. Yeah, 20 right? from 50 yes. and 50 to 100. Exactly. Your process is going to be completely different. And I it's cannot improve. tell you how nervous I was on my first listing presentation. Oh my God. And you probably prepared, over prepared. Over prepared. I probably worked on it for two weeks. You were like, I can yeah. see you in June. Does yeah. June work for you? <laughs> I was at the house. I obviously didn't park right in front of the house. I parked like a few blocks away. 30 minutes beforehand and the mirror going over everything, everything. And then I called, <laughs> I called my mentor and I showed him the thing and he's like, yo, you can't put that in. <laughs> in the, and I was like, Oh, so then I have to rip that one out real quick. And I was like, cause I think I put something that just didn't fall into like real estate rules or something. I don't even know. And I was just like, Oh, okay. And I ripped that up real quick. I was like, well, okay, that was the opening. Now what did I do? So nervous. <laughs> I remember writing my first purchase agreement and it was, it was for my dad for an investment property. And we were sitting at the table. My aunt has been a realtor for, you know, 40 years um, and I remember calling her and thankfully it was my dad because yeah, yeah. every line, you know, you get out of school and you think if I fill in one thing wrong here, yep. I'm getting sued. Yeah. Like this is going to be like, you are like, I'm just afraid to like do anything. Yeah. And so I remember calling my, being like, dad, hold on a second. And I'd call my aunt. What, what do I, what does this mean? What do I put on this line? She'd tell me. And I remember thinking, oh my God, she's not even looking at a purchase agreement and she knows what goes yeah. on that line. Like yeah. I cannot wait to get to that point. And then I'd get, you know, two lines filled in and then I call her back. Oh, sorry, Mary, what do you put on mine? You know, and yeah. just through the whole thing. And I thought, thankfully it's my dad sitting yeah. here right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I think I was like a weekend, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I cannot wait to get to a point where I'm, there's that conversation 
confidence, right? Yeah, Where I'm yes. confident enough. And now, you know, you could tell me like, here's what I'm dealing with. And I'll tell you in a second, you know, what needs to be well, there. Well, there's, so. there's some listing agents out there that don't even have a, a listing presentation anymore. They just show up. They swing it. <laughs> they just yep. swing it. They just swing it. They already know. What's the point of having a listing presentation? You know who I am. If we all <laughs> did things the same. Yeah. It, there'd be a lot more competition, right? Yes. We're all so different and that's yeah. the beauty of this business. So, um, and it's, people want to work with like-minded people. People yes. want to work yeah. with, you know, surround themselves with people that they look up to. And so I think that you draw in, mm-hmm. you know, your clients. Yes. So. No like trust. No like yes. trust. No like yes. trust. I think, and uh, uh, kind of going back to our own uh, adventure here, um, that's why we kind of do the videos and everything. You know, obviously we want to present value, but we also want to showcase who who we, we are. are. Yeah, you know what our personality is yes. like, what our quirks and this and our humor. I have dry humor. A lot of <laughs> you've people. got great humor. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure the people who are watching these podcasts, they watch them, they laugh. Like I said, the bloopers are amazing from your videos. I loved them, watched them a couple of times. Yeah, I, I do cuss a lot. That's what I've been trying to oh, work no. on. <laughs> <laughs> When I mess up on things, I don't even catch it either. So yeah, but it's it, it is that good self reflection part, right? To right. know like, okay, well, I hope this next time I will do it better. I think what's the whole insanity thing, right? Continue. Oh, repeating, yes, yeah, repeating I, the same behavior. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, never fixing it. Um, this has been a great, great podcast, and you know, one of my personal favorites. It's it's Aww, great you. to know, you know, really get to know Angela here, and and. Hopefully she'll come back. Um, maybe who knows? Uh, maybe we can do the next one uh, in Mexico here. Yes, <laughs> March 9th through the snow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't let the world, yeah. the internet know it. <laughs> the internet's a crazy place. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's it's been so you know great insight to know like how you know the top brass in the 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 real estate world think. And like you said, there's so many different ways to this uh, this pillar of success, right? There's not just one road to it. It's certainly not, yeah. Yeah, and also I love how you touched on the breaking into the luxury market too. Yeah. It's really not that much different. It's, it's yeah. not. And it, it's yeah, not. I think that you'll find... Um, I think that you just find that people are people, right? Yes, yes. And, and you know, like we were talking about a second ago, it's really about, you know, your sphere of influence and who your sphere of influence knows. There's so much opportunity in, in you know, the people who you surround yourself with, but also their friends and family, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And not forgetting that and just, you know, knowing that, I always say, like, just, you know, put yourself out there. You yeah. you want your family and friends, you want your friends of your family and friends yep. working with you because you know you're going to do the best job for them, right? Yep. So I think when you think about it, it that way. Uh, the Closer Club, Alex, right? Yes. Alex, I think he said something like, uh, it's always a no if you don't ask. Of like, course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's right. always going to be a no. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, just sometimes just ask. And you get, you know, that comes with confidence, right? Yes. Just being able to say like, yeah. hey, you know, but 
honestly, you're right. What's the worst that they can say? No. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There goes the ego thing again, right. right? Then your ego's bruised or whatever. But who 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 cares? Yes. Like, so I don't know? need to rent that Porsche out, right? No. And hang out <laughs> at Fletcher's. You, why did you give him that he wanted to rent the Porsche? Yes, you do. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Save the, save the money, Julian. Save the money for sure. You need sure. the cool Oakley shades yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be in some ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Crying in my Porsche. <laughs> Nobody would talk to me. Right. <laughs> No, okay, you guys, this has been such a wonderful oh, an- episode. Yeah. Angela, we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming by. Uh, this is a wrap for episode 10. You guys, we'll be back for episode 11. And and a huge, huge, huge thank you to Angela. Huge. Well, thank you both for having me. Honestly, yes. this was a ton of fun. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you, everyone. Please like, subscribe, uh, comment, um, and anything else you guys want to see, let us know. Thanks. See ya.